Hi everyone, I'm Amy Ferguson, and welcome to the Compliance Insider Podcast, brought to you by Compliance Systems. The Compliance Insider brings you discussions about industry developments that impact your financial institution, with expert guests and analysis to help you navigate change and evolve your business. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Compliance Insider Podcast. This episode will take a look at the Notice of Proposed Rulemaking, or NPRM, for Section 1071 and some points of concern for financial institutions as we approach the final rule. Today we'll be speaking to Stephen Vandelier and Bill Franks, both attorneys with the Compliance Systems product teams who help us manage our lending solution. Thank you, Stephen and Bill, for joining us today. Thank you, Amy. Great to be here. So I want to start with a little context for 1071 and what it's intended to accomplish. Stephen, can you take us through some of the history of 1071? Sure, Amy. Section 1071 of the Dodd-Frank Act amended the Equal Credit Opportunity Act to require financial institutions to compile, maintain, and to submit to the CFPB data on credit applications for women-owned, minority-owned, and small businesses. That data is to include the type and purpose of the loan census tract for applicants' principal place of business and race, sex, and ethnicity of the principal owners of the business. From a statutory perspective, Section 1071 has two purposes. First, it's intended to facilitate enforcement of fair lending laws. And second, it's meant to enable communities, governmental entities, and creditors to identify business and community development needs and opportunities of women-owned, minority-owned, and small businesses. So this section has been in the Dodd-Frank Act ever since it was enacted in 2010. All right, so it's more than 10 years later and we're just now talking about notice of proposed rulemaking. True. The short version of the long story is that the CFPB needs to implement regulations before the obligations for financial institutions to collect and maintain and submit data take effect. And it took a lawsuit initiated by a California community group in 2019 to get things moving. The California Reinvestment Coalition versus CFPB alleged that the CFPB unlawfully withheld and unreasonably delayed agency action by failing to implement Section 1071. In February 2020, a settlement was reached, and by September 2021, the CFPB had issued an NPRM. Most recently, the Office of Management Budget issued a 1071 timeline as part of its spring agenda, indicating that the CFPB plans to issue a final rule by March 2023. So what was included in the NPRM? Well, the NPRM provides instructions for collecting and reporting data points, a sample data collection form, and some new definitions. Uh, Of note, collected data and institution information will be made publicly available on an annual basis on the CFPB's website. So can you tell us a little bit more about those data points and how are they going to be collected? Sure. So Section 1071 specifies 13 data points that financial institutions will be required to collect and report, and it gives the CFPB some authority to require additional data that it determines would aid in fulfilling Section 1071 statutory purposes. If an institution already is subject to uh, the Home Mortgage Disclosure Act, HMDA, or the Community Reinvestment Act, the CRA, um, then they probably already have good practices in place for collecting this information. So this will be data like whether the applicant is minority or women-owned, the loan purpose, amount applied for, and the race, sex, and ethnicity of the principal owners. Covered financial institutions uh, will also be required to collect applicant-provided data in a manner 
uh, quote, reasonably designed to obtain a response, end quote. Um, so they may rely on statements made by an applicant for most data points, but they should generally report verified information and they may reuse certain previously collected data to streamline data collection. Of course, if an institution isn't already subject to HMDA or CRA, then the process for collecting this data is going to have a significant impact on its, on its ongoing operations. Right. So starting from scratch on this sounds like a real challenge. Um, you mentioned discretionary data points and the public availability of all this data. Can someone go into that a little bit more deeply for us? Uh, sure. So Section 1071 authorizes the CFPB to also require discretionary data points that would, quote, advance the purposes of the statute, end quote. And this is where some financial institutions are expressing concern. Those discretionary data points include things like pricing, time in business, number of employees, and reasons for denial. Because this data would be made public, there are concerns that some of this discretionary data may help an institution's competitors glean insights into its lending practices or create privacy concerns for applicants. There are also questions about how this data might be collected. If applicants do not elect to provide it or do not provide truthful responses, then the institution staff may need to collect it based on unreliable observance standards. So are there other provisions that are causing concern? I've heard the firewall provision mentioned, for example. Uh, yes, so there has been a lot of concern expressed about the firewall provision in 1071. Uh, what it essentially does is it requires a financial institution to prevent the demographic information being collected as part of 1071 from being shared with underwriters or employees unless it's not feasible to limit an employee's access. So if the institution, though, believes that a person should have access to an applicant's demographic information, the institution needs to provide notice to each applicant of that. This requirement may end up being burdensome for many institutions that you know, might not already have the IT staff to set up the digital infrastructure for such a firewall, or if they don't have the resources to have a third-party solution put into place. I think some are worried about the potential for what might be called a no-win situation in this provision. If an institution can't create the firewall uh, and have to provide the data collection notice, then they may lose business of borrowers with privacy concerns. Interesting. So to wrap things up then, could you give us some points to kind of keep in mind as we move closer to the final rule? Sure. So larger financial institutions and those who are already subject to HMDA and CRA data collection requirements are going to be positioned more easily to absorb the compliance burdens that come with Section 1071 data collection and restriction. So industry stakeholders have commented that public disclosure of business loan terms may create competition concerns and they're looking for more forgiving exemptions and threshold tests for applicability. Many community banks and credit unions have typically been exempted from this data collection in the past, so they should be vocal now with their LOS providers to ensure that they have a system of record to collect, store, and report the data necessary to comply with the section. There will be providers who are better positioned than others to provide support for these changes, and institutions should not assume that their partner is already prepared to adapt to the biggest change to affect commercial lending in years. Yeah, so I think financial institutions should also be working on their preparations for 1071 um, sooner rather than later. It isn't just a compliance program problem or a data management problem. Uh, I think the C-suite will need to take an active leadership role in supporting and influencing the organizational changes that will 
allow them to succeed in the, the commercial lending space um, when Section 1071's final rule is implemented. Well, you know, thank you, Bill and Stephen, for helping us break down 1071 and giving us your insights. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You've been listening to The Compliance Insider, a podcast about industry developments impacting banks and credit unions. Thank you for choosing this episode. Please follow Compliance Systems on LinkedIn and Twitter for more news.